Anything that kind of like comes up, like around it. So, well, we'll just see kind of where it goes from there. Good evening, good day, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Geeks with Kids podcast, the number one conversational podcast about all things geeky and parenty. I'm your host uh, tonight, Aaron, and back with us is one of our regular hosts. You're not saying my name? <laughs> nope, no, I'm not going to say it. No, you. Yeah, you should, really, but, okay. but it's Eric, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and back with us again is regular, not Lando anymore, James. Thank you. So we're going to talk a little bit about Fan Expo today, and uh, I had only been once. What is Fan Expo? Yeah, Eric? what is what? Well, what is Fan what Expo? Is it? What is it? I oh, don't I know. I've only, yeah. I've only been there once. And from what I can remember, it is a coming together of all things fandom wise. Are they still doing um, like a sports section as well with no. Fan Expo? They, they tried no. that once. Yeah, they did <laughs> that uh, two years and they just took it out. That was so. one of those odd areas where it's like people that normally wouldn't associate and then you're going, you're trying to force them in. And they even tried doing it through a separate entrance. If you want to go just yeah, to the yeah. sports thing, you can go see this just the sports guys for a reduced cost. And those guys weren't coming anywhere near that building. Yeah, right. it was the north, uh, the north building, which was yeah. nice because that's where they had um, the the big signing. So like Stanley and people like that were up there. So no one was up there, <laughs> so the lineups could, uh, you know, just keep flowing. So from everything that I understand about Fan Expo is anything to do with geek culture, it comes together in Toronto for three days out of a three days in September, basically. It's or now late August. Three and a half four or days. four. It's four, four days, days now. Wow. It's been so four days for your, a number of years, actually. You got yeah. your comics, you got your anime, you've got your um TV and people film there. people. Uh you've yeah, got people cosplay, yeah horror and and video game the video game area uh, mm -hmm. takes over almost half the building at some points uh, you've got your big signings and all the celebrities there but then you've got your vendors that are selling you've got your artists and you've got just a, a wide variety of of if it's classified as being a geek thing it's where you want to be at least for a couple yeah. hours one day a week or one day during that week now, I'm trying to remember, because I did go to one years ago, and I can't remember if I went with you, James, or if it was with Steve Chu or Mark Cascanet or anybody, but all I remember is that was where I got to meet Warwick Davis, uh, Willow, and uh, Wicket the Ewok from Return of the Jedi, and uh, I think he was also in those... Uh, Ewok TV movies, wasn't it? Was it this? Was he in those ones, Eric? Think, as yeah, well? was, yeah. And then, and then the prequels. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, up. that's right. And uh, don't forget um, Harry Potter. He had a couple uh, had a couple of parts in the. Professor Flitwick. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then um, there was Changed even a, twice. And there was even a TV show or a uh, web series with him uh, for a little while about mm -hmm. uh, being an actor, wasn't it? Yeah, it might have been. Oh, it was a British series. Yeah, yeah. BBC series. Yeah, so I got a chance to meet him, and I was like so proud being in line because I was going to get him to get me to get him to sign my 
a CD copy of the Willow soundtrack. And I was like, pleased as punch because I was like, yeah, I found this, this hard to find soundtrack to one of the greatest action adventure movies, fantasy movies of my childhood. And I felt like such a poser compared to some people because they were there with like really hard to find props or costumes or artwork that they drew. And I was like, Oh man. But the highlight for me was when I actually got up there to meet him. He shook my hand and he called me, sir. He said, thank you, sir. I was like, Oh, thank you. (laughs) So that, that's basically it. But I remember standing in line for a long time and I still get the sense that you line up a lot at Fan Expo. There are a lot of lines. And I don't know, Eric, did you go over to that side of the building for much? I didn't much uh, really go to the north end. Uh, but all the comic book signings were in the south end, and the Stan Lee section was in the south. He was well. over in the south end, yeah. Uh, I came in through the north end where they had all the signings, and you looked around. That's like we talked about the last time, I think, during uh, one of the other podcasts. It's expensive. If you want to get, the, you know, Joe, that was the third extra on Sons of Anarchy to sign something, you got to pay $60, $60 minimum just for, and then that's not including the item that you want signed. Okay, so for people like me who have no idea how much Fan Expo costs, like I've heard like San Diego Comic-Con is astronomical in its pricing. Uh, Fan Expo, what am I looking at if I just wanted to go for one day in terms of cost? Depends on the day that you want to go. The day I went was the Friday. And I picked that one as kind of my go-to day after, after a couple of years. It's $40 for me. $10 $10 for the kid, and that's up until age 12. Then I paid a little bit of extra, and we went and saw the Mark Hamill panel, the Q&A. And uh, I'll talk about that later on, but that was $15 a piece. Add some service charges for me to download and print off the ticket myself. You're looking, you know, about $90, 90 $98, give or take, so like, by the time yeah, so- it's done. So about a hundred bucks, like roughly about a hundred bucks Canadian just to get into the door and to hear a famous, yeah. And to hear a famous celebrity speak. Yes. And that's, that, if, and that's, a that's if it's a $15, uh, um, cause some, <laughs> some events are way more expensive and some are. So like, free, the, so. so like the higher the cloud of the celebrity, the more expensive it's likely going to be. Well, you also go from premium ticket guaranteed seat to be able to see it to general seating, general population and finding a seat. Depends on how close you want to be to that particular celebrity. Right. right. But uh, then you still have to get, once you're in the door, you you pay for your transportation, you know, all the the other stuff to get there, which is fine. Um, When you get in there though, everything is expensive. Everything is at a premium there. Now, depending right. on what you want to go and, and buy. Now, we, we dropped a few dollars, but I was proud of myself. Normally, I've gone and bought a lot of artwork. I bought one $5 print this year. Hmm. So that was pretty good. <laughs> Chuck, she went off and she bought everything in sight. Yeah. And, I, and I threw a few extra things in there. Uh, her highlight being she found a, a 
little girl that was uh, not a little girl. She was in high, high school, but her and her dad had set up a booth and they were selling capes for cats or cats with capes is what <laughs> the, the uh, thing was called. It was basically just that capes with little superhero logos or Star Wars logos and that, that you put right. on your cat. Right. And right. how much were, how much were they selling those for? $15 a piece. Okay. Good. So good quality. It's, it's a little piece of cloth with a very cool little logo. She got a flash logo. Fully licensed? And no. <laughs> no no licensing whatsoever. But she had a booth, and she was had a few people coming in. They pay a lot for those booths, so everything is going to be a little bit more expensive. Right. And then you get right. into the food. <laughs> if you, God forbid that you're ever hungry enough that you need to eat. And I brought snacks. I've learned from before. Brought water. Brought snacks. And, of course, Chuck says, I don't want the snacks. I want something to eat. Can we get pizza? We're not right. standing in line for pizza. pizza, now, is this pizza? Just, yeah, I was just going to say, is this like pizza, 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 or is this like themed fan expo no. food? Think of it as pizza, pizza, booth. They've got two or three of them set up. Everybody's eating at the exact same time. So no seats. Right. Then so, you have a hot dog booth, and then you had a pulled pork place and a couple other small vendors. Right. So video. So basically video game food and Mountain Dew Code Red. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, what your, are we talking about? <laughs> well, the food? Yeah. Well, well your, your typical hand. You know, the the, year, the problem is with the food, it's extremely expensive. I can't. Now, remember, you cannot go to a, a vending machine or anybody else. All the prices are now preset. So so they've nobody's trying to outbid anybody else. They're all like, to heck with you. You want a can of Coke? It's $3. If you want a bottle of Coke, which is slightly bigger, you're paying four fifty. If you want a wow. hot dog, it's six fifty. Right. And then if you want a piece of pizza, it was you could buy a whole pizza for like twenty seven dollars, or you could buy uh, different things. And these are all the pre made pizzas. So, you know, they they had a very interesting way of of serving though. It was like the hot dogs, two hot dogs and two cans of pop, cost me. Eighteen fifty. Wow. Oh my. The the good thing is you could also go outside and get food. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna say, the, would there be like any the like carts, food? The, yeah. the food trucks are all outside. Now, so if you if you I, did leave had, the building, um, well, go right, ahead. Go for it. If you did leave oh, no, the building I, on yeah. certain days, and I've been there where it was so packed, they said if you leave, you're not coming back in. Wow. Because of fire code. So, so how many people do you think would frequent uh, fan expo on any given year so like in like the six figures kind of thing like, well this is the third biggest convention in north america so it's well over one hundred and thirty thousand people wow over the four days that's insane oh yeah and this is thankfully i mean they spread it out a little bit it used to be friday was like the short day saturday sunday and saturdays saturdays are the day that the diehards will go that's when all mm -hmm. the big celebrities are pretty much there but you'd expect not to move or see anything because right. you're going to be shoulder to shoulder. So if you kind of want to go and meet celebrities, so go on like the Friday and the Saturday, but if you kind of want to do a little bit of shopping, go the Thursday, maybe the Sunday kind of idea. Well, the well don't, go, don't go Friday for celebrities. They're, they're there Saturday, Sunday, mostly. Saturday, yeah. Sunday, right. 
I, I, went, I like going on the Friday because it's kind of like it's fresh, it's new, Sundays, everybody's kind of like, I'm done, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and a lot of the stuff has been picked through. Right. But it all, you know, and there's people there that will go, and I, I was talking to one of the vendors um, who's my local comic book shop, and they, they'd set up, they'd do very, very well. And they said, yeah, they, they're big books. He says, big books and graphic novels, they were selling through. People were in a certain mood, and they come in, and they will buy. He says, every year you'll see, they will come in, and they will, they'll be the book, or the series, or the character. And mm-hmm. they will usually try to stock up, but you never quite know exactly what everybody's mindset's going to be. This year it was pretty safe, you know, anything to do with Harley Quinn or Deadpool was flying off the shelves. Right. And then they had the, the key books, and they go there, and people were wheeling and dealing. There was guys buying from some of the vendors, and they were spending big bucks for for those select books. Anything with Stanley that was yeah. Stanley attached, right? Because people were buying them up to try to get them signed. Yeah, because this this is it for him too. Like he's starting to wind down his tours now. Is that it? That's it. Yeah, this is his last Canadian appearance. And oh. apparently, it was. And I didn't realize until afterwards it was the last joint appearance in Canada of. Adam West and Burt Ward. Oh, and they were there. You know, two guys that I don't know if they still like each other or not, but that was that was the last convention appearance, and they were really promoting that. And guys were spending big bucks to get their work. Yeah. Now, Eric, didn't you have an experience with uh, Stan Lee at uh, one fan expo? From what I can recall. Oh, I just uh, I went and got a picture taken with him. It was mm. nice. It was fairly inexpensive it was like 80 bucks um which is inexpensive steal for, these days when you yeah, yeah when you consider it stan lee like any price yeah, exactly. is inexpensive <laughs> he's in he's really nice so you know it was nice to meet him yeah yeah so what were some of your first uh, convention experiences like guys because like you heard mine so um yeah Did Eric, we hear what, yours yeah i <laughs> went on a boat i went on a boat willow you were, yeah, I don't know what you 99. were doing. <laughs> Warwick Davis was uh, 99. If you're oh, honest. man. Um, that long ago. Long wow. time. Yeah. I was like figure... back in the, in the early days of the, uh, was it 2021 years? Uh, it first started year? in 95, so yeah. So yeah, 20. you were. Yeah, like... like the way that you guys describe it, it was definitely not that big. I remember it. Being in a con like in the Toronto Convention Center, and I remember it taking up uh, like a fair amount of room. Uh, yeah, they're in the North but, Building probably then. Yeah, but now um, no, it sounds it sounds gigantic and pretty overwhelming. <laughs> but um, but anyway, yeah, tell us a little bit about your first uh, your first experiences there, and maybe how much it's changed over the years. Okay. Oh, I, I, yeah. I don't remember my first one because I've been going for such a long time. So honestly, I don't really remember going. I remember it always being big. Like it was usually in the North Building. Um, first, like, back when but I first, like, it, memory that really sticks out, though, like for many I, of them. They're, they're all the same, right? Because <laughs> they're all pretty much the same, especially when you've been like, I've I worked them. So yeah, I've been working well, them for like 10 or 12 years or something. Yeah. How and do you so like, what do you do when you work there? I I'm I'm a vendor, ah. selling stuff. So the stuff that like James was talking about, uh, right? But yeah, so, I don't know. So I can honestly say I don't know what you had and raised them Sorry? up. 
you took your, your normal prices, added ten percent to them, and put them nope. out. Not actually. You, you actually yeah. uh, you actually sell it at a lower price than you would at a store. Um, so all the stuff we would get is well, obviously in bulk. So you get it at bulk prices, but uh, you sell it at U.S. prices so that you can regain money back. And most people will buy at U.S. prices because the Canadian prices are a couple bucks more. So you saw a lot of that. A lot of vendors were saying, "I'm going to sell for you know U.S. cover price, no tax." Yep, and that's was- pretty much standard for all vendors now in Canada, at least. Okay. Um- I mean, mine, I think it's, it's more, I've been going for four or five years now. And this was the first year where I d- decided uh, it was just going to be Chuck and I going. And I picked up the tickets in advance because I always, it's been the nightmare of getting in the wrong line, going down the long spiral uh, loading dock into the back of the building, uh-huh. standing in line for two hours or more. And then you get to the bottom and they say, okay, there's, so many vendors with cash, uh, or so many uh, booths for cash, and one person with a debit machine for Visa. And of course, you're thinking, I've got cash to spend on items, and I was going to use my Visa to, you know, as you would any other item, to go in and buy your tickets to get in. And mm-hmm. this is back when you're like $70, $75. And now you, you can't do it. So it, it, this is the first year where I had the tickets already pre bought. Went in through the back of the building, no waiting. It was great. Nice. Mm-hmm. So definitely buy ahead. Buy ahead. Definitely buy ahead, especially if you want to get a specific ticket for any any vendor, or any anybody in particular. Yeah, the most of the events sell out before, like before people even show up the, to the day. Like yeah. um, Kevin Smith this year sold out like a week or two before. Oh yeah, like all, I can all see of that. Q and A stuff. The Mark Hamill one, yeah, the Mark Hamill one was actually really well done. Uh, but they said start the lineup. Okay, it was for five o'clock. They said start the lineup early. This is what does that mean? She goes, well, you've been here, you know these type of people. They'll be lining up at like noon. Yep. Says, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but yeah. So we we left. We were in the South Building. We went to go over. We set our alarm, 3.30, we'll start to make our way over. And it does actually move about half an hour. Take you takes you about half an hour to move from one building to the other. And it's a big procession. Everybody's moving at the same pace. And we got to the other building about 10 to 4. And you see the lineup, and it's this person standing there with the, the sign that says, Mark Hamill, line up here. And I see a few people. Great, we're early. And then you see the break, and it says, Mark Hamill line picks up here. Oh, okay. So we start walking. And then there's another break. And I'm like, this is getting ridiculous. We walked for five minutes into the back of the convention center, around and back. And you see people, and they're, they're like, just keep going. You know? yeah. it's just Eventually, like we made it to the end of the line. <laughs> like in Christmas story where it's like, no kid, the line for Santa's ends here. <laughs> that, that was it. We worked out to the end of the line and I thought, wow, that takes a long time. Yeah. 10 minutes later, I looked behind me and I couldn't see the end of the line. And wow. it was all single file. William Shatner walked by. He was doing another uh, panel about a half oh. hour later. So he walked past us yeah. going through. How was he, he just, looking? You know, he's like Star Wars nerds. William Shatner is still looking pretty healthy. 
Oh, good. Yeah, he's but he he kind of walked by and he went. Star Wars nerds just head down, kept going, didn't stop to to acknowledge us. I got a picture of his back, you know, because I think he, somebody uh-huh. says William Shatner, and by the time I took the phone out, he was already gone. <laughs> but uh, no, that that was a uh, you know as far as value though, that was a highlight of my convention was the Mark Hamill panel. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about what the convention yeah, it was like uh, this year. So, Mark Hamill, well, I guess we'll start with that, uh, James. Sure. How was that? It was, I mean, he comes out, he had a, you know, he was on for about an hour. And it's supposed to be a Q&A, but, I mean, he comes out there and he just, he's like a Kevin Smith. You ask him one question and 20 minutes later he's gotten, he, he's kind of answered it, then some. <laughs> and he was talking about some of the early days, some Kenny Baker stories. Um, oh, talked yeah, a lot nice. about the secrecy of Star Wars and, the, and how he knew about the sale of Lucasfilm to Disney and, and all the different uh, side stories that kind of went on and how they were kind of approached to be in the new movies. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he was talking about privacy and guys, I know things about the new movies and he says, I can't believe the new directors, Rain Davis has, uh, was it Rain, Rain Johnson? Rain Johnson? Or, yeah. Yep. Rain Johnson. Johnson. Ryan, yep. So he's, he's directed and he says he gave him all these spoilers. And he says, back in my day, we didn't get that. He says it was a need-to-know basis, and if you didn't need to know, <laughs> George wasn't going to tell you. But right. he, he says <laughs> it was... So he says, I, you know, and he says this is kind of a lead-up to, okay, ask your questions, but please don't ask me about things I can't tell you, because I'm contractually right. obligated. Well, the first couple questions are, so, uh, Mr. Lucas, or, or, or sorry, it was it Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Hamill, or the the ones that just got everybody's eyes rolling, Master Skywalker. Um, <laughs> this is where you got. This is where it makes the rest of us all kind of go, "Oh man, what a geek!" Uh, and not in a good way. But it's just like you've got him there. You can ask him anything, and they said, "Master Skywalker." Um, at the end of Episode Seven, what was Luke's motivation, and what is his mindset going into Episode Eight? And Hamill's looking at him, going, "I just." gave you a 20-minute story about secrecy, I can't tell you anything else. I can't tell you. Pluto's going to show up at my house. He's going to, like, chop my leg off or something, man. Come on. Don't make me answer that question. I'm not going to answer it. I can't answer it. So there's one question. Gone. Uh, Then somebody else gets up there. Um, What was the, the worst question was, so have you been to the top of the CN Tower and hung off of it yet? And he's like, what's the CN Tower? He says, I've been to Toronto <laughs> once 20 years ago. He says, I go to Vancouver, Hollywood North, as he referred to it, all the time. He says, I've never, I've been to Toronto once. He says, I did a Alfred Hitchcock movie 20 years ago. He says, and I haven't been back since. So people just assuming, oh, yeah, well, you're going to do the Toronto thing and climb up the CN Tower. He's like, I just got here this morning. Have you been to Ed Mervish's yet? Yeah, so so what is your th- feelings on uh, Kathleen Wynne? You know, it's like things are completely irrelevant to to the story. Um, the Q&A part was probably the weakest. Him right. telling the stories about Star Wars, about uh, the, the secrecy stuff was great. Yeah. It's like things that, he, you know, he told the, the classic story, things that we've already heard about the the line from Star Wars, you know, Luke, I am your father, and what what the original line was supposed to be, and the yeah. switch, and how they made made the switch, and it was Irving uh, Kirshner going to him saying, 
I know, you know, Lucas knows. We're the only three that know. So if it leaks, it's coming from you. And him yeah. going <laughs> with episode seven, him looking online going, yeah, what are the guys figuring out this time? He says, I read the first, I, I read about two weeks out of episode seven coming out. Somebody posted a blog and described the first 15 minutes of the movie. And he called Lucasfilm going, guys, you got a mole. And they're like, yeah, we know. We're, we're trying. But short of everything, all the paper and everything else, he says, you, everything was tracked. Everybody was tracked, but it was somebody picking it up. And he said, why would you want to spoil the movie? Just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. know, we go through a lot of trouble to try to make sure that these movies are secret and that it's a surprise for you. And you turn around and and essentially blow it. Yeah. Willfully yeah. blow it. Mm-hmm. But no, it, was, it was great. It's some of the stories I'd heard before, some new ones, but man, he's, he's a guy that you just want to kind of sit down, have dinner with, and talk. Yeah. You know, he it's it's, it's kind like of like that, a Kevin Smith in that way. Yeah, like it would be great to have like the two of them just sit down and just conversations over over beer and Timbits. That would be, oh, that would be a lot of fun. It's on their podcast. <laughs> they've, yeah. um, they've had many of them. And even if you go back to there was the dinner for five. Yeah, but I want to be there. That's the thing. Oh, well, yeah, you want to definitely. I mean, if you were to sit down, a couple of guys that, that you would want to sit with and just talk. Yeah, Mark Hamill's one of them. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know I mean, that he, the guy's got stories. Yeah, even Kevin Smith calls him like the fans fan. Like, because he's a giant comic book and everything nerd. Even before oh, yeah. it became cool. Even, even he goes back to the stories. He says, I went to Comic-Con. Back before it was Comic Con, he says it was. I was there in seventy two and seventy six. He says I was there as a fan, and he bought comics and he did this. And he says that was my thing. That was, you know, until I was kind of sh- shamed out of it by my family. He says I bought comic books. Hmm. He says I I I'd have a side job when we were in New York. He said the lady down the street would give me so many so you know a dollar or something to go buy her smokes for. Her. He says, I'd run down and I got to keep the change and I'd buy a comic book, Spider-Man or a this or a that. And that's, you know, he, he's one of us. Yeah. In many, in many senses. So, but that, that's my story. But <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your highlight there, Eric? For this year? I had not, I had nothing. Oh. <laughs> I was, um, I went out, I went with my daughter, so it's hard to sort of go to any, um, any Q and A's or anything with, like that with a one and a half year old. Yeah. So yeah. So what was how did she react to the crowds? She she thought it was great. It took her a little while at first to get used to the people in the costumes, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, after a while she was just trying to run around. I was like, God no, yeah. <laughs> you have to hold on to my hand. Well, yeah, Sunday's not bad. Um, yeah. It has dwindled down a bit. It's still pretty heavy. It's like a Friday crowd, but well, it's, it's still pretty. It's Pretty also too on that now that they've moved it to the the Labor Day long weekend is now it's formal spot. You don't get as many. At least I'm finding the last two years it's been odd where it's uh, there's people have other things to do. Yeah, it's that last weekend it's the X weekend it's the other things going on. Yeah, but now we have the harder core, harder core nerds, so the <laughs> smells a little bit stronger. Um, <laughs> And that's not that's not a joke. That is an actual thing. That's the convention smell. There and is a convention to, smell. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, actually, this is the first year I never saw acts there promoting because usually most years they're there oh, no. like giving away They've free given samples. Up. There wasn't that many free samples. There was only one or two places giving away free samples this year. Yeah, Red Rain, which is their the regular one that's been there for like five years. I so, needed that when I got in by Canadian the time I got red. <laughs> it's like a Red Bull. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. Canadian Red Bull ish type thing. Uh, I went through the, one of the highlights for us is always we go through the Artist Alley, mm. and I found the Artist Alley this year. There wasn't the there there were some big names, Greg Capella. Uh, from Batman. He was there doing some signings. People were lined up. Problem is, there's just no place to line up. Nope. And he they have it in the food section, too, which is silly. Oh, well, this is even before that. Like, this is at his booth. This yeah. wasn't even oh, the big okay. one. So there was no place to line up, but everybody's, everybody there has a briefcase or a rolling box, and it's loaded with, can you sign my 30 Batmans? You know? Right. And you're, you're and there's there's the diehards that are there, strictly for for uh, signatures. But again, they're they're lined up. They're taking up a lot of space. There's people that are trying to sell in their own booths. So you've got the established artists along the one end, the regular artists that are just selling things on another end, and people. So you go to get... a convention. Don't be bringing your baby carriage, or your dog. <laughs> no, I, I brought my I brought my stroller. Damn it. <laughs> You're one of the, them. How big was the stroller? Was the it regular. a fully souped up one that just like had everything on it? It's a regular stroller. Yeah. It's a regular I, stroller. I've seen your stroller. It's actually pretty it's pretty moderate in its size. It's it's nice yeah. and compact. It's, it's there were some of those giant. great big huge Prego buggies, like with the all terrain vehicle tires and the and they're trying yeah, to push through. <laughs> You laugh, the, um, man. The, the, the terrain tires are are awesome. an upsell. Yeah. The um the thing about Artist Alley is that they keep on shrinking it. It does but adding more people. Mm. So the aisles keep on getting smaller every year, <laughs> and people in the Artist Alley just get more cramped and cramped. And like, they get, a couple, they tend to get a little bit crankier too. Yeah. yeah, I had a couple friends that sell there, so um, they were not happy this year because mm. th- apparently the the laneways were even smaller so you could only have like one and a half people walking oh you can't walk two yeah. two shoulder to shoulder it's yeah. and 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 heaven forbid did you actually want to stop and talk to somebody or buy something mm-hmm. you know nobody was able to buy from the va- the various vendors and the guys just didn't have enough room to display more than one one or two pictures yeah yeah it was really weird their booths are really small and those booths are like a hundred bucks a table, and wow. some of them have like two tables. Is that for the whole convention, or is that just one day? Uh, oh, I would a, say probably a day. It's a hundred a day. Wow, it's a, it can be pretty pricey, and then you got to pay, and they all have to be able to set up. And then if they were doing a signing, somebody else was holding holding down the booth, mm-hmm. uh, holding down the fort there. And it was we got in by the time we made it to Artist Alley, it was maybe eleven thirty, twelve o'clock, and they were like custom you know normally you get people will stop and they'll talk to you and they'll sketch things or they'll sign these guys were like heads down doing their commission drawings and their commissions are booked for the weekend so at this artist alley is it uh, do you also get people like saying yeah i'll evaluate your work and tell you if you've got it for being a comic book artist or 
people like applying for jobs or anything like that? Some or? of them like doing uh, portfolio reviews, but um, not all of them do. So I've seen it, Neil it, it Adams takes a, do it. it takes a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, Neil Adams had like designated times for a portfolio. Like most of the bigger artists, so like Capullo, Neil Adams, Frank Miller. I don't think Frank Miller did any. Uh, no, portfolio. Frank Miller they couldn't find at one point because I was with the <laughs> Cause standing on the side of the guys. <laughs> Uh, the guys that had they uh, um, they were they were promoting uh, the new Dark Knight series that mm-hmm. he co-wrote, and they had the the writer the writers there and the artists were all there, and they're like Frank's supposed to sign at a certain point, and one guy says, "I did my job, I found him at the airport." <laughs> he says, "It's a rest, you <laughs> guys. Are, it's on your own." <laughs> he was over in the hotel. They couldn't find him. He wasn't coming over. He was on the like, he was on the luggage and... carousel, going around and around and around. He was having fun. He's like, I will do exactly what I need to do, and not a, anything more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty neat that I saw the first meeting of Greg Land and Greg Capella. They were sitting next to each other. Capella had just finished uh, doing some signings, and he had sold out of all his stuff. All his pictures were gone. He had nothing left, and he was like, "Okay, two hours in, I'm done. I'm going." I'm going to the bar. And, uh, and Greg Land was sitting there and kind of going, well, thanks for some of the uh, the runoff. The people that finished up buying from him would walk over and buy from Greg Land. Right. And uh, that was a big, hey, I know you. You used to work at Disney or, or at uh, DC. Yeah, I, you know, we never met before. But it's, it's kind of like that weird people that have worked for the same company or the work, work for the same employers for a long period of time. But it's such a strange place where they never may never meet people in person, but you've worked on the same book. Mm-hmm. Different so, uh, different artists or different writers, and that, and they may not even be in the same country. country. Hmm. Yeah. So, all around, uh, what would you say? Uh, what were the, the best uh, exhibits that you think popped up this year? Some of the best stuff that popped up this year. And if there was like some that really just stand out in terms of exhibits from other years, what would they be? This year. I'll, put this to, uh, I'll go I to this one first. James in this one first. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think. There was a lot of booths set up to promote TV shows. A lot of mm-hmm. unmanned ones, like Showcase was really pushing. They had the Vikings series. They had Supergirl coming out this year. So they had really neat photo photo opportunities. Take a, you know, right. dress up as a Viking, dress up a Superman's cape and stand in front of a wind machine and take the pictures. Kind of unmanned right. stuff, though. Um, yeah. That was, that was pretty neat. That was a lot of fun. And... And, and seeing some of those type of displays and, and seeing, again, the, the Artist Alley is, is, is fun to go through, but it's kind of sad that they're not giving the guys their due. Mm-hmm. You, you wish that they would give them a little bit, bit more space. Right. Um, all in all, though, I think it was, it was a little lacking in some ways compared to past conventions. Hmm. I don't think there was as much promotion of big items. It was kind of like, here's a booth, take your own picture, a lot of the please post it to our Facebook page or post it to this or post it to that. Yeah, free advertising. Yeah, yeah, 
Eric, what about you? Uh, what were some of the best exhibits this year no. or from years past? Uh, this year, nothing really. I'm going to have to agree with James on that. Um, although the Hasbro booth was a lot bigger this year than the past previous years, and it was a lot more well-organized. Um, the Lego booth was this is all right, I guess. Lego was spread out all over the place. Yeah, it was. It was. It but there wasn't a lot there, which is weird. Like it was spread out, but nothing really. They had some cool giant displays, but they do that every year. And I think the other years have had better um, giant models. Right. Um, the PlayStation area was sort of crap. <laughs> uh, the Xbox area was also sort of crap. I will say the EA Sports. Or, or not EA Sports, um, EA Games. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a great booth because they were just throwing stuff out. They were just yeah. like, here's bags. Grab the bags. That, that's EB Games. They're the ones who were throwing EB, out the bags. Oh, sorry, EB Games. Yeah. So they were throwing out bags, and I got a flask for Far Cry. I'm like, uh, Chuck there was going, uh, what's that? I said, it doesn't matter. Just grab it and throw it in the bag. We're, we're taking it. We're taking it. <laughs> so we got a whole pile of like freebies free swag yeah yeah the um yeah they, they they give away free bags every year this year they had um battlefield one i think was on the bag um they're also selling 50 dollar xbox 360s which was very tempting i didn't Ooh. buy one but For i really? wanted to yeah that was the eb game deal of the weekend hmm. 50 dollars. yeah that's not bad i'm trying For... to think if there's anything good this year yeah it sounds like it's yeah. pretty they had the sorry yeah it sounds like it's pretty i don't know little lackluster i don't know like no, I like no, the... it, was, it was still good like yeah don't get me wrong like there have been other years where like people like guillermo del toro will just randomly show up at like the room morgan uh, mm-hmm. oh, 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 i remember nice. that year that was 2011 yeah. i know because they were just saying they announced they announced him and i was standing right beside him and i was like holy crap so <laughs> and then he... he said hi to me which is really nice nice is he tall um, he no, was sitting, short. so I don't know. He is a short man. <laughs> so, I've stood he, next yeah. to him. He's, he's pretty short. Yeah, because he's got that like look that he could be a tall giant guy, but at the same time, not quite. <laughs> he's kind of stocky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, he's definitely stocky. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, he was. He was, he's friends with the guys at the Room War because they're based out of Toronto, and mm-hmm. he was helping to promote. Uh, I remember that it was like he's doing signings for the next. Two minutes, you know, go to the remote booth. Yeah, yeah, because I was just standing there, and then he was sitting there, and I was like, holy, yes, that's him. That's amazing. I, yeah, I went, one of my highlights from a previous year, um, there's an artist there that I really like, uh, Frank Cho. Frank Cho's got a very distinct style, very Darwin Cook in nature, and he's an nice. artist in Toronto, and every convention he kind of comes out and he'll do, he's got a group of... of prints that he will have done up uh, with a flash or very, very stylized artwork. It was really cool. Well, turns out that he's friends with Darwin Cook. Darwin Cook was supposed to be at the convention, decided that he wasn't going to be at the convention. I'm standing there with Frank Cho trying to get some artwork signed, and a guy walks up, and you see somebody in behind a curtain, and a guy beside me goes, hey, isn't that Darwin Cook? And Darwin looks through the curtain and says, shh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> says, I'm not here officially. And, uh, and, and, but I think that was two years ago, and that's when his health was really starting to fail. Mm-hmm. And then he was, he was gone this year. 
But that was there was a kind of a like thing where he's like, "Yes, it's me. Shh, I'll sign something for you if you just don't say anything." Away. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy was like, he immediately had his book out and goes, "Can you sign this? You know, New Frontier. Can you sign this? Yes, I'll sign it." <laughs> but he was so, just in to hang out with his friend. So, who are some of your other like celebrity sightings and celebrities, famous people that you've bumped into at Fan Expo, Eric? Uh, mine will take longer. Well, I gotta figure out the list. I've met too many because I work at booths. I I meet people all the time, right? Right. Um, James, let's see who do I meet. James, do you want to take this one while he irons it sure, out? While he's compiling his list, um, I, I think the highlight to me was things like um, Neil Adams. I mean, guys that oh, are just neat. I've been. Neil in, uh, I met Neil Adams now twice. I bought from him because that's the only reason he'll talk to you. <laughs> I've discovered. Uh, if you're not buying from him, he has no time for you. Uh, he is good at pushing his work. But this is Neil Adams, so I mean, I've, I've bought a, the definitive, you know, those images that are definitive of mm-hmm. those characters that you've seen for 30-some-odd years. And I bought the, the Batman image and a, and a Green Arrow. Oh, and I would love a Green two, Arrow by him. Oh, his Green Arrow was, and it was done in green pen. And it was, oh, nice. it's, it's like a motion of Ollie turning and moving the bow up. And mm-hmm. so you got kind of that motion. Yeah. And then there's the definitive, what I always say, it's the, the image I remember as a kid of, of Batman. And it's that leaping across that became very famous. Mm-hmm. And I went, that's, those are the two. If I get a chance to see him again, there's a Superman that I want. And they're all signed by him. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I got those signed, and, and those are like key books or, or key items. Um, some of the artists that you meet, I think that the highlight, and this is what Chuck was really hoping to go, she wanted to go meet Marcus Toe again. And she had met Marcus two years ago at the Hamilton Comic Con, and he was really sweet to her and was really, really, you know, just had, had time for the kids and was talking to him. And uh, unfortunately, he was not at his booth every time that we went by. So she was kind of dejected there, but um, to her, the highlight this year of an artist talking to her and, and looking at her work was Destiny Blue, who is this uh, cute-looking uh, artist out of Britain. And she does she's not a superhero, typical artist that you would find. It was just more of um, like fantasy-type stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it really meant something where, where Chuck would sit there and, and she'd talk to her for 10 minutes. Looked at her yes. little sketchbook and just kind of, and then she turned around and bought a $30 pin picture, but it's a, it's a really nice piece of artwork that we'll put up on our wall. Nice. Hmm. Eric? As far as celebrities. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, keep on going. Keep, no, going, keep going. keep going. Yeah, celebrities, the only time that I actually had any desire to meet somebody and get something signed was Richard Dreyfus and he no-showed oh. two years ago. Oh, so that's rough. Yeah, I had, the no shows are always last minute too, which really sucks. It, it was the yeah. it was the the day before. Yeah, of course I didn't know until that day, and I was carrying around a poster to get signed. Oh, was it a Jaws yeah. poster? The only person. It was it was the apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz poster. I had it signed by the director, oh. and I needed, and I was going to get it. You know, uh, the the director had signed it to me because I had worked on the movie. And on the restoration, and I wanted the highlight was going to be 
I wanted Richard Dreyfus to sign the poster, and then I was putting it on my wall in my office. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he, but uh, he he no showed, so I have to wait again. Yeah, he'll hopefully be back one day. Like, what's he doing right now? Really, he's mm. retired. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Doesn't Take have to work. Yeah. So, uh, Eric, what what are your highlights? Well, well Stanley, obviously, movie? Stanley would be the. Mm, yeah, he that would, he would probably be the best. And then uh, who else have I met? Felicia Day was cool. Oh, I met nice. her in one of the co-stars from um, the Guild. I can't remember which one it was. It was a number of years ago. Um, I ran into Vern Troyer a number like <laughs> a number of years ago. Mini-me. Chief from Mini-me, Battlestar right? Galactica. Yeah, yeah, many me. Chief from Battlestar Galactica. I've met a number of comic book artists that I can't even remember, including the guy who did Scott Pilgrim. Um, oh. the, but that was before like he got really popular and now he won't talk to you yeah um, no yeah, yeah probably um, I said hi to Edward James Olmos um, who else good lord I can't even remember uh, I met the kid who played what's his name the blonde haired kid from Harry Potter oh Malfoy oh, uh, yeah. Malfoy yeah. yeah I met him in a stairwell I was gonna say if you met the weird. I was gonna say if you met the kid from uh, Stranger Things, I'd be very jealous. Which one? Um, That'll be next year. Oh, what's his name? Mateus. The kid Mateo? who plays Dustin. Oh, I can't remember Sorry? his. Can't remember he his broke name. Up. Yeah, the kid with uh, the kid with no oh. teeth. Okay. Uh, the kid with Kaylin, no teeth. Um, Kalen Matarallo or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, yeah. That would be cool if they... Those kids seem really nice, but they weren't at Fan Expo. I've met a bunch. They're too big for Fan Expo right now. <laughs> they could go. They seem... I feel like they would. Um, the girl who plays Eleven is British, so... Who knows if she'd come down to Canada to, you know, say hi. For a little old Expo. Uh, I've... Yeah. Honestly, I, I can't even remember all the people I've met. It's just... I, I ran into Stephen Amell waiting in line for Stan Lee. Oh, nice. He's really nice. Um, he'd I be a highlight. Him. He'd be a highlight that I. He seems like a really nice guy too. It, it was in the first season too, so he was still not really big. Nobody knew who he was. People, people, people really liked him, and he was really nice just talking to people. Um, that was. I also met uh, not met, met, but I said hi to uh, Hulk Hogan that year. That was the one year of the <laughs> sports. Um, the sports experiment. Yeah. How's it going, brother? He's like, hey. And I was like, okay, cool. Say your prayers. <laughs> Eat your vitamins. <laughs> that was the one year that they had Chum Lee from, from uh, this, um, Pawn Stars was there. Oh, there was you're right. Up for, for, for Chum Lee. Oh, God. <laughs> Horrible. He's got a face for radio. <laughs> well, there was uh, the uh, – it's funny when you see the lineups and they'll be – you feel really bad. I, I've been to one where there's people, nobody there. Um, what's his name? Uh, J.R. Ewing. So they had him and Barbara Eden were there to promote 50th anniversary of I Dream, I Dream of Jeannie or something right. along that lines. And there was some people going to see her and it was $45 for a picture or, or for a uh, an autograph with him. And it's just not the convention for him. No. You know? and people are not going, hey, I really need the guy from Dallas or the guy from I Dream of Jeannie. 
Hmm. And that, and then he passed away. Oh man. And, and I think what I find is it's one of those conventions where you, you kind of look back and go, maybe I should have. Joe Kubert was another one. Joe Kubert, I saw him. Now this is a guy, Hawkman and Sergeant Rock and one of the, the Kubert school of, of drawing. You know, he's a, he's a, one of the legends. Hmm. And he was being interviewed at the time. So I didn't stop at his booth. I just kind of watched a little bit and they kept going. And then he was gone the next year. Mm-hmm. So you kind of look back and you go, man, it'd be really, really cool. But at the time you're going, these guys aren't really up there anymore. They're not drawing big names. And you just don't think to spend any money or time with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So for somebody uh like myself again uh just kind of like new to the whole fan expo experience let's do a little ranking kind of fun game thing here about how how it kind of like how it kind of felt this year for you guys so in terms of the level of celebrities and the level of uh just amazing people that were there on a scale from one to five. James, what would you say? What would you say the celebrity, the celebrity quotient was like this year? See, the, on the Friday, there was very few celebrities, but then again, we weren't going for the celebrities. We were going for mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the environment, being mm-hmm. able to walk around. The, the, the highlight being, again, the Mark Hamill on a celebrity standpoint, if you were going, did you, were you satisfied with that? Oh yeah. It was like a nine or a 10. You know, I remember that, that conversation and, and that, uh, event really, really well. That was a highlight. Um, the event itself. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. If it wasn't for the Mark Hamill thing, it probably would have been a six, hmm. but I went with my daughter. So I had a good time. She had a good time. You're able to kind of, show her some things. We got some comic books. She got some artwork. I let her pick out the artwork that she wanted. And it's fun watching and seeing what what, what items uh, interest her the most. Right. Mm-hmm. And what, what's your, I, know what, I know what draws my attention, but for her to sit back and say, you know what, I really like DC bombshells. And I'm going, I never thought that she would. And she did the whole dress-up thing. She did cosplay. She was ready to go. Uh, the problem is that some people, including her father, said, hey, that's a great Catwoman costume. And she's like, I'm Black Canary. <laughs> My mistake. Nice. So on a, so like on a scale of one to five, just overall this year, Fan Expo, five being the highest, what would you say, James? I'd say three and a half to three four. Three and a half to four? Eric, what about you in terms of just yeah. the overall vibe and everything? Hmm. Well, the the guest list was probably one of the better years. Like, like, like James was saying, having Mark Hamill there, plus having him there with Kevin Conroy was, yeah, you know, not a common thing. So, Batman and uh, the the best Batman and the best Joker, and then oh, you get yeah. you, you get you get the Star Trek uh, people for. Our, the fiftieth anniversary, you get Chatner, mm-hmm. Nichelle Nichols, George Takei, then you get Adam West, Burt Ward oh, being there. Prince Spider was there too. Prince Spider, yeah. Nice. Sorry, there's a there's Kate Kate Mulgrew was there. There's a bunch of other ones. I don't even remember who else was there for and, Star Trek. 
Then you had a, a, the Firefly contingent was there. The Firefly people were there, um, flying in from um, Dragon Con. Uh, Jewel State, flying in yeah. from, from uh, North of Toronto. <laughs> yeah. No, she was actually, she was down in Dragon Con, and then she flew back up. So, oh, okay, but she lives there, too, so she's kind of a, she was coming home anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think the guest list was actually really good um, this year. They had a bunch of big cancellations, but they do that right. every year. Um, I think it was organized fine. Like I thought, I thought things are spaced out pretty well, except for Artist Alley. But Artist Alley just seems to get the, the, yeah. the crap the end shaft. of the stick. Yeah, it um, could be the highlight area for many people, and if it was treated with half the respect that the celebrity areas are. Or even like the cosplay area. The cosplay area is giant. I don't know why it's that big. Um, well, cosplay is really big, but to have half of the North Building being yeah. cosplay, that just seems odd. The aisles like, there are much bigger for those type of vendors, and yeah. uh, you know you, you're able to you know bigger items, unique mm-hmm. items. Um, again, you get those T-shirt towers, and and but yeah. you you can also get some very unique. Um, Props and, and the people selling the masks or the costumes, the higher end stuff. Uh, okay, well, you know, uh, let me let me ask this and uh, <laughs> or to Aaron. Just in general, I'm just, I'm just trying to think. Uh, sorry, I had a thought and I lost it. Never mind. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Like, um, like it, it, it's it's getting better. Like each year, it's getting a little bit better. But you know, there's some things that they could. Mm-hmm. Obviously, improve. Sounds like there's like, okay. Well, like obviously, the strollers. Yeah. But like strollers were fine this year. Like whenever I went through, like Sundays, it was it was yeah. fine. Except for Artist Alley, when where so, no one could walk. Like I that, found things like there was a guy in a wheelchair one. that was trying to get through, and he yes, exactly. just couldn't physically get through. Now yeah. I will say the volunteers this year were much better. They seemed they? to know they had they had uh, they had their information. They nice. could answer things very quickly. Where in years past, it was, um, they, they didn't know. There was a lot of, I don't know, I don't work here. Um, it's not my job. But this year, they actually had some answers, and they moved people very efficiently. The, the Mark Hamill thing, for the amount of people that were co- going into that convention, yeah. it moved very smoothly. Mm-hmm. Um, hi- all right, highlights as far as cosplay. For now me? That's, yeah, for, yeah, like, Aaron, you, when you went, there was probably not as much cosplay now is a thing onto itself. There's actually areas just for, for cosplayers just to go mm-hmm. and take pictures with each other. No. Mm-hmm. I basically remember yeah. the like a couple celeb like a couple celeb autographs, um a couple of comic book uh, sections and then maybe some vendors. That was about it. Yeah, really. So, it was pretty it was pretty scaled back and like I don't, I didn't mm-hmm. catch anything. Like n- nothing even remotely close. Like maybe one or two people in costume, but we're like talking like early, like early quality. Or we're still frowned upon. Where you know, but, if you were dressing up as like, remember Batman. when everybody started dressing up for? Yeah, you were right when everybody started dressing up for. Um, episode one of Star Wars and just coming out in their basic Jedi robes. It was like it was that kind of quality. So. Yeah, but mm-hmm. and this and was there any highlights for you this this year, Eric? Any any costumes that kind of caught your eye? 
Um, let's see. There are a lot of good ones, like high quality people. Mm-hmm. But my favorite one was a guy dressed up as a minifig. Oh, nice. Like a Lego minifig of oh. Stanley. Oh, very cool. Okay. <laughs> I love those. Just really, really fun. Yeah. And I laughed at that. So I love yeah. I love the creativity, the ones that you know people think outside the box and come out with, and you're mm-hmm. going, I never even would have thought that. Yeah. There, there was one year where um, the best, I think the best cosplay I saw was someone uh, cosplaying as Team Rocket in a no. hot air balloon. Nice. Um, yeah. So he, he was the hot <laughs> air balloon, and his hands were like Team Rocket. That's they amazing. were puppets. And then meow was. I don't was even want to. I don't even want to know. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> There's some really like they they all have their poses yeah. and stuff, and it's so it's great. Yeah. So That's why don't we throw that out one, there though. to the audience and have them chime in, or even James or James first before should he we, goes. I think we should just cut him loose. No, <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> James, what were your thoughts? No, a, a lot of fun, and, and it's great to see the people that will actually take the time to to dress up and how welcoming everybody is to that. I think it's, if anything, the community aspect, as much as we can kind of go, hey, it's, you know, it's a lot of money or it's a lot, you know, it's crowded or this and that. It's a great community just to kind of get there and rub elbows and, you know, and and uh, be around people that are all appreciating Favorite the cost? same thing that we all do. Yeah, it's nice to get out of... Um... Nice to get out of our basements. Not that exactly. I'm recording you know, in my basement. I wish someone would shower before they... No. No, no, no one's doing that. Not me. No. Nice. Three for three. For three. Oh, dang. It is Isn't nice. It nice? Is Do it? You... Yeah. The big TV is downstairs. I, yep, I got filing cabinets. Filing cabinets filled with paper. But anyway, so let's throw it out there to the audience, because I'm sure they don't want to know about my filing habits. But I want to know, what are your favorite memories of Fan Expo this year, Fan Expo's past, and maybe future? What would you really like to see at Fan Expo? Would you like to see certain celebrities pop in that you rarely see? Would you like to see Artist Alley expanded into a nice three-lane highway style where people can pass unobstructed and get their artwork? So if you want to... Would you like your hot dogs to be warmer yes, than your can, pop? And can we get somebody, can we get somebody to do a food truck with some geek-themed food? You know... No, put a little, put a little quality, put a little quality into it, because I will buy a Millennium Falcon burger if I know there's going to be a Millennium Falcon burger there. So, so that's just a hamburger with an olive on it. I will eat that olive, even though I hate olives. As long as it's called the Millennium Falcon burger, I will eat it. <laughs> so if you want to get in touch with us and send us some of your feedback, you can go to www.geekswithkids.ca. You can follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn, Facebook, we're at uh, Geeks with Kids Podcast. We have an email that I can never remember, Eric. Is it podcast at geekswithkids.ca? It's podcast I got at it. geekswithkids.ca. I got it right, finally. Yep. I think I did. Podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to go to iTunes and check us out on the iTunes and give us some stars and some views. And 
Yeah. Oh, we're on Google we're on Play Store Google now Play Store. and Shout Engine. You can find us there. Find us everywhere. Google us. Stitcher. Everywhere. Stitcher. City TV. Everywhere. everywhere. I guess I shouldn't promote an actual network. So no. anyway, so this is... <laughs> yeah, if, if uh, City TV wants us, to fine. sponsor a podcast. So for Geeks with Kids tonight, it's been a blast. So this is Aaron and... I'm Eric. And Majram, everybody, we will see you soon. I guess we'll hear you soon. Bye. (laughs) Bye.